Alright. Uh, so we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, the birth of Lord Krishna, chapter 3, canto 10. Okay, this is canto 10, part 1. There are many parts. So this is the canto 10, part 1, chapter 3. Uh, we had completed till 19. Till 19, it is it was a general description, it was a spiritual talk about how different different aspects of the Lord are there. So now we are going to come up with the next part which is how this material modes of nature, how the Lord is not a part of the material modes of nature, that is the three gunas, and yet he exists in this world. We are going to do that. Let us see. So it is 20th verse. My Lord, your form is transcendental to the three material modes. Yet for the maintenance of the three worlds, you assume the white color of Vishnu in goodness. For creation which is surrounded by the quality of passion, you appear reddish. And at the end, when there is a need of annihilation, which is surrounded by ignorance, you appear blackish. Now what does this mean? See, we are talking about three colors. Just like three colors, today is the 15th of August, so three color agenda is also flying all over India. But the three colors that are go- going over there are orange, white and green. You know, these three colors are there. Here, the modes of nature are there into effect. So, the three colors of the modes of nature are there. The topmost mode of nature is called Sattva. And Sattva is ruled by Vishnu. And Vishnu is the one who is a sustainer, the one who keeps the world in constant motion. So, his color is supposed to be white. I will give you the indication of why why it is white and all that. Then, the first color that is mentioned over here, which is connected to Brahmaji or what is called as a creation. The creation which is surrounded by the quality of passion, it is reddish in color. And at the end, when there is a need of annihilation, you are surrounded by the black color. Look at the sky. When you look at the sky in the night, it is black in color. It's actually not black, but it is dark in color. That is the part where everything is at sleep. It's basically at sleep where the sun is not there. And just when the sun is about to take birth, in the sense the sun is supposed to rise. At that point in the sky, you will look, you will see a reddish glow, a hue in the sky. That is the red glow of the sun. So that is the beginning. And then as the sun climbs into the sky, it becomes whitish yellow or rather it's a golden color and whitish color. So these are the colors which are also a part of human nature. You will find when the man dies, it's black. That is, there is no way of knowing what life is all about. That is called blackness or darkness. Darkness is ignorance. It's a covering of the ignorance. So the guna called ignorance, is, it's called the tamasic guna. The ignorance is the third aspect which is destruction or the blackness or darkness. Everything is covered by ignorance. The second one is when the birth happens. The birth is always red in color. What is the redness that is associated with? It is with the second guna as we call as rajas. The rajas is always red. Now, Rajas is also connected to anger, activity, passion. These are the modes which come into Rajas. Passion, red in color. You will find the passion is always red in color. You will find that anger. You will say, oh, he is becoming red. 
you know in fair people I, especially if you look at that person if he is getting angry his ears his nose and everything starts becoming red in color so naturally oh, we are all exceptions to the rules so don't worry <laughs> we don't become red <laughs> we may become charred you know <laughs> but the red in color so that is the mode of passion passion activity i want to do this i want to do this something has to happen so that is the second color and then the third one which is sustainability everything is going on as if in motion it is a mixture of all the colors i'm sure you have learnt it even in science that you mix all the colors together you know that wheel we have seven colors and you turn it round very fast and it looks like white in color we have seen that so you will find that the part which is called sattva sattva is a very very prominent one it is a mixture of all the colors by the way darkness is removal of all the colors no colors nothing exists that is why it is called tamas and this is sattva sattva is white in color white is a combination of all the colors it's is sustainability now you will find that all the seven colors describe human beings all the colors if you look at it you know if you look at shakespeare he said green is a color of envy isn't it so like that there are different different colors we associate with characters also with human beings also with plants also again <coughs> in the normal world green is a color associated with life also isn't it you will find that environment we are talking about green the world has to become green environmentally friendly so we use colors likewise krishna when he is born he is a combination of everything whether you call it rajas tamas or sattva whichever he is a combination of everything because from him the entire creation happens so he appears in different different forms he is literally like a you know uh, let me give it to you from a different perspective what is it that you want to see in him so if you want to see a color red you can wear the red glasses and you will see him red in color correct if you want to see him green in color wear green color glasses and you will see the lord in green color we always think that the lord has a color isn't it i just now told you his color is white and white is a mixture of all colors so he says krishna's one very beautiful line says what do you wish to see in me is the thing that you will get to see me so if you consider me as the villain in your life i will appear like a villain don't worry because it's your perception it is the way you look at me it's not that i am conforming to your ways no you will make me appear for yourself like that it is how you look at it isn't it now it's the same thing perception suppose you look at him as a friend then he will appear like a friend now the same thing you know like when you when you look at krishna he appears like a friend to some people he appears like a lover to some people he appears like a father figure to some people he appears like a child to some people you you should see that if you if you take the case of yashoda she always looks at him as a child always if you look at the gopis he will always look like a lover if you look at his 16000 wives 
they will look like at him as a husband if you look at you know every aspect of it whether balram balram is adishesh when he looks at his brother he appears like a a different person altogether <coughs> to nobody absolutely no one does he appear like god he has never made himself appear like god think about it we are going to do so many stories of his so many stories of his now think if he appeared like a god don't you think the entire bharat varsha or for that matter every other country person will keep on following him and imagine he is there today his twitter following will be billions and gazillions or <laughs> everybody is sending a petition to him sir i want this i want this but when he appeared not a single person on earth knew that he was god goes for another entity who appeared during that time you know much later in the form of jesus christ nobody knew his existence as the lord nobody knew for full 165 years nobody knew that jesus christ is the son of the father in heaven nobody knew the bible will tell you so you will find that the bible was you know the entire bible was put together during an, a king's time of rome and it was compiled in such a way that different stories were taken from different different places and put together and the versions may differ but nobody says that he was god but when he proclaimed to everybody everybody forgot about it you know he said to everybody i am the son of god and everybody looked at him like some person talking nonsense nobody believed him including his own disciples his disciples you know betrayed him one of them betrayed him and the rest of them disowned him they i don't know who you are so think about it from that perspective nobody believed in him so he creates an aura in the form of maya and maya is that which follows him in everywhere in front and in back also and nobody understands the true nature of the divine so krishna when he came on this planet earth nobody knew his existence absolutely nobody knew even after seeing so many you know great miracles happening during the time of jesus christ also many miracles happened yet nobody saw them we just remember a few things you know like with the water into wine that's it i mean we remember very few i when he calls out to lazarus that's it i mean if you actually look at it hardly anybody remembers now in krishna's time also he did so many things you know he climbed on top of that rakshasa went up to the heaven beat him up and brought him to the earth he killed putana all these stories we are going to do and nobody knew about it even his friends who were nearby imagine getting their ball from the lake the lake was having that great snake kaliya yeah and the children start playing as if nothing has happened now god almighty is there nobody knows about his existence so understand his color is white it is a clear indication of nobody knows who he is or what he is he creates an impression in the minds of every individual as a different object 
some people will think oh he is just a husband okay some people will say oh he is just my son but nobody knows the truth and that is the reason why he is very elusive in nature so oh my lord proprietor of all creation you have now appeared in my house desiring to protect the world i am sure that you will kill all the armies that are moving all over the world under the leadership of politicians who are dressed as kshatriya rulers but who are factually demons they must be killed by you for the protection of the innocent public so this is the modern interpretation of the old politicians i'm sorry <laughs> there was a king and he had his coterie okay so the kshatriya rulers every ruler was a kshatriya ruler because he had to fight wars he was needed in this world for creating an empire of his and because of that reason the kshatriya rulers were there so the father is saying thank you very much for being born over here and now you have come in this world so that you can defeat all these people oh my lord lord of the demigods after hearing the prophecy that you will take birth in our home and kill him this uncivilized kamsa killed so many of my your elder brothers as soon as he hears from his lieutenant that you have appeared he will immediately come with weapons to kill you subdev goswami continued thereafter having seen that her child had all the symptoms of the supreme personality of godhead devaki who was very much afraid of kamsa and unusually astonished began to offer prayers to the lord sri devaki said my dear lord there are different vedas some are which describe you as unperceivable through words and the mind yet you are the origin of the entire cosmic manifestation you are brahma the greatest of everything full of effulgence like the sun you have no material ni cause you are free from change and deviation and you have no material desires thus the vedas say that you are the substance therefore my lord you are directly the origin of all the vedic statements and by understanding you one gradually understands everything you are different from the light of brahm brahma and the paramatma and yet you are not different from them everything emanates from you indeed you are the cause of all causes lord vishnu the light of all transcendental knowledge there are so many words which have gone in this particular line which describes him as everything of everything and yet of nothing he is nothing so he says that he is in the brahma and the paramatma as well and yet he is not so what is it that you wish to see so in his lines it's very clear that anything that you wish to see in him he can appear like that because the lord becomes everything that is what is mentioned isn't it the lord can become everything and everything could be nothing as well because that is what nothing is all about so where is everything everything is in nothing remember that from the nothing came everything nothing means brahma or unmanifest from the unmanifest came something which is everything rather you know so from the unmanifest came the manifest manifest means taking a form so some form got created so you will find that this is something which happens to every one of us also we are also the bearers of his particular gene isn't it that is the reason why if you ask yourself you know where will you go after you die nobody has an answer 
So ask this question to anybody. When somebody dies, where does he go? Anybody has an answer? Nobody has an answer. So you become nothing. You go in nothing. And then you come in the womb of the mother. Oh, where did this womb, you know, where did this child come in the womb? You can't say that a sperm and the egg created the child. Sorry, that, that doesn't give life. It just gives the DNA or the genes or whatever that you want to call it. But there is no life in them. So where did you appear in that? So the appearance is from nothingness. From nothing came something. And this something starts growing. Have you noticed that it starts growing? You know one of the very important formulas is you will find that in this world if anything has to get created it comes from nothing always remember anything that has to get created comes from nothing number one number two if it has to grow anything that has to grow that means become bigger it always has to divide you know that it's only by division that everything grows think about it single cell creature becomes a double cell creature double cell becomes a four cell creature four cell becomes an eight cell creature how does that two cell become four by division by the method of division it splits into four so two becomes four so it is two like this and it becomes four like that what it this is how it becomes so first is from nothing comes something the something grows into something bigger by division by division always remember this we always think you know people multiply no no <laughs> it is divide you divide and you become bigger so that cell becomes bigger and then that becomes again two then four so when when we keep on thinking like this you will understand that at the end of the day you are still that single cell creature who has come from nowhere <laughs> so think so from the seed came so many seeds where did those seeds come from the plant divided itself isn't it into so many fruits and then so many fruits created so many seeds that's by division only this is one thing which people forget you know this science nobody remembers it's a very simple science but you have to remember it always things grow by division not by multiplication <coughs> in mathematics it multiplies multiplication is a different set of things whereas division is that one thing becomes greater bigger 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 now let us say you are multiplying you know what is going to happen your body cannot stick together then then you will create clones of yourself that is multiplication and you are going to have a big problem after that okay so kisko kya bulaye so cloning is multiplication and that is the most difficult part in any human being so cloning becomes difficult the sustainability comes to a halt over there when cloning happens so the lord is there in everything and yet he is in nothing this is a statement which she makes is the root cause of all material causes and yet he is a cause of nothing the lord is not responsible for anything though the vedas came from him the vedas came from him 
The Vedas is a framework. So he is supposed to be the creator of Vedas. Yet, you cannot find him doing actually anything. So, he is a direction and the origin of the Vedas by understanding. But gradually I understand. Now only that person who understands this knowledge. It's a very complicated knowledge. No? Just now what I said to you sounds a little bit complicated. Because you will say what division, multiplication, this, that, what. What is it? Mitosis and meiosis. You remember this word somewhere? Ah? Mitosis, meiosis. This is what I forgot. Now I will teach you to learn the child. <laughs> Otherwise, till that time, nobody remembers what you are talking about, cell division and all. Okay, coming back to this. So, this is how expansion happens and nobody understands it. Only the one who understands it, only the one who understands it is called a sage. And a sage is a person who knowing all this thing is silent. He becomes silent. You know why he becomes silent? Because there are contradictions in everything. You know there are contradictions in everything. You ask somebody. Any question. Okay. Now you you are going for a dinner. And there are 10 people around you. And suppose they are having a dish. Maybe a desert. Ask them how was the desert. You might have given the best desert in the world. But everybody, oh, this had a little bit of less sugar. Oh, somebody else will say, oh, the sugar was more. Or you have diabetes, that's why you think like that. You mean to say there was sugar added in it? I thought there was nothing in it. Third one will say like that. The fourth one will say it was a little bit salty. Sir, what are you eating? Are you eating sweet stuff or salty stuff? But everybody's tastes are different because nobody can come to a consensus. The consensus is what is needed. And the sage who is sitting in the corner looks at everybody and doesn't utter a word. You know what he does? <coughs> he does only one thing. He eats. <laughs> this is the funniest part. The whole world is dissecting the whole world. And he is the only guy who knows everything and he is the only guy who is eating it. Because that is what is needed at that point in time. We do, we do so much of, you know, tathaya on things we don't even know about. Now just say, and I'll ask, how was Bahubali? You know how far the discussion can go? It can go on endlessly. And there will be no end to it. Whereas the sage will say, I saw. Finish. Was it good? Okay. <laughs> what does okay mean? Was it good or bad? Okay. Okay, doesn't mean anything. So there is a very common thread for him. He has seen everything, he knows everything, yet he doesn't comment on it, doesn't even... This is the part of the sage. So when you become a sage, always remember, you are going to be most neutral person even after knowing everything. Okay? So if you want to become a sage, you know, grow horns or maybe something like that. Remember, don't talk. Just become a sage, keep quiet and know everything and yet be calm. So this is what it is. After millions of years, at the time of cosmic annihilation, 
when everything manifested or unmanifested is annihilated by the force of time. The five gross elements enters into the subtle conception and the manifested categories enter into the unmanifest substance. At that time you alone remain and you are the Anantasheshna. So, I explained to you how the thing becomes manifest and then unmanifest and manif- unmanifest to manifest. I just now explained the concept to you. So, the concept is explained. The Anantashesh. Who is Anantashesh? Ananta. Ananta means endless, endless, constant. Okay? Constant. Shesh means heads, heads. Head, you know, head. So, endless heads. It's called, there's a snake. It's called, supposed to be a snake, you know. And this is a snake of endless heads. Each head is comprising of multiple heads. Have you, have you ever heard about this creature called Hydra? Huh? You cut off one, it will grow two. You cut off that one, again it will grow two. So if you keep on cutting every now and then, it will keep on expanding more and more. So you know, this Anantashesh is exactly like that. You, you cannot have an end to it. The creation of a reverse entity also happens. I'll explain. Anantashesh is an endless being. The Lord is an endless being at the beginning of time where everything has gone into nothing. Everything has gone into nothing. Alright? Now, the reverse process. How does this everything become nothing? In one of the very beautiful books, they are talking about the creation of this entity called Kali. Kali is a manifestation of a Durga, an avatar. Now Kali has to fight this evil creature. Now his name, do you know his name? Rakta Beach. Rakta means blood. Beach means seed. The seed of the blood. Blood is that which is supposed to create more number of use, you know, so many people. Then by means of more and more entities get created. And Raktabish is a Rakshasa. And every time you cut him, his head up, to grow over there. So how do you destroy such a Rakshasa? So this was a big question which was there and nobody knew the answer. So this entity called Kali was created. She is the better half of the word called Kal. Kal means time also, isn't it? You know, Kal is also time. And Kali is the second half of his, you know, the better half of his. So she has the ability to digest anything and everything. So what she does? She opens her mouth, takes the Rakshasa and puts him in and gulps him down. <laughs> So nothing comes out of our body. So from something becomes nothing. The Rakshasa disappears. Absolutely no trace of his is left behind. Because every drop of his blood used to create an entity. No. After you cut him, more entities used to come. So because of which she gulps him down literally fully. Now this is the reverse aspect of Anantashesh. Anantashesh is the good part and Raktabish is the bad part. So always remember these, these are the opposites. So, so Anantashesh Nag. Nag is that entity again. 
O inaugurator of the material energy. This wonderful creation works under the control of powerful time, which is divided into seconds, minutes, hours and years. These elements of time, which extends for many millions of years, is but another form of the Lord Vishnu. For your pastimes, you act like a controller of time, but you are the reservoir of all the good fortune. Let me offer my full surrender unto your Lordship. Uh, this is what I explained to you, that time is a factor which is controlled by the Lord. Time is divided into, in the human world, it is divided into hours, minutes, seasons, days, you know, all those kind of things. He is supposed to be controlling time. Now, time is a factor which works in different ways, in different planets, in different planetary systems, in different solar systems, in different universes. So, think about a time in another universe. What would time be there as? Nobody knows. So, how does the time work? Absolutely nobody has any idea about it. There was a theory which was, you know, in one of the recent movies. It said, how do you take time over? So, the time is a factor which is a very, very peculiar one. A time, if it is taken as a straight one, like this. It's a straight book. Then he says, you are travelling from here to here, isn't it? Now, I want to travel from here, same instant over here. Now, if this is a billion miles or a million miles away from point A to point B, how do you travel from point A to point B? That was a question that was raised. How do you travel like that? So, the answer is very simple. He says, you bend it. And you draw a line from here to there you will find that this line enters from here and exits over here. And this is how you bend time. That was explained by the theories by Einstein and others. So you will see this one of the latest movies, they had shown this thing. That time factor is under the control of Vishnu in the form of Krishna. Alright? So, no one in this material world has become free from the four principles that is birth, death, old age and disease even by the fleeting of the various planets. But now that you have appeared my lord, death is fleeting, fleeing in fear of you and the living entities having obtained shelter at your lotus feet by your mercy are sleeping in full mental peace. So it's a very uh, different verse that is there. What does this mean? Everybody has to go through, through the cycle of life and death, isn't it? From birth till death. The whole cycle has to be in one straight line it is. So there is birth, there is childhood, there is youth, so on and so forth, getting married, having children, getting older, death and so on and so forth. So everything is like that, in a straight line. But when the Lord appears, why does this thing compress? Or why does this entire cycle disappear? That was a question. Here it is mentioned, isn't it? It disappears. Why does it disappear? It disappears because death is terminal, isn't it? When you move from birth to death, it is one straight line and the death is terminal. But understand this, the death is again coming back to life. Like this, it takes a whole circle and comes back to where it started. Death is like this, sun. The sun goes down and then it again comes up. Okay, and another day is there. Like that every day, every time when we are born, we are in different entity. So, let us see from Krishna's point of view how this cycle can be terminated. The termination of the cycle is by knowledge. By knowledge alone. 
if you have the knowledge can anything beat you no now let us say for example i can give you a knowledge let us say there is a cricket match and i am telling you sachin tendulkar is going to give 110 runs okay are you sure about it yes he is going to make 110 runs so suppose at 50 there is he tosses the ball in the air he tosses the ball in the air and somebody is there below the ball to catch it are you sure he is going to be out <laughs> no you know he is going to make 110 runs so how can he be out so knowledge is turning is is actually obliterating the whole scene in between can you understand this so from 1 to 110 runs you are damn sure about everything do you understand so at 50 when he lifts the ball in the air and suppose somebody is about to catch you know for sure nothing like that is going to happen so isn't knowledge helping you understand a lot of things think suppose you have a knowledge that today you are going to fall down and you are going to get hurt are you not ready for it you are ready for it basically knowledge teaches us a lot of things in class also when you go to school or in college you have the knowledge of what the teacher is teaching you are you going to question it no you're just going to follow it and when you follow it you will just want the teacher to move to the next question isn't it because you know the answer so understand this knowledge this knowledge which we talk about when krishna appears this is the knowledge which he brings with him and this knowledge is transcendental in nature divine in nature it has answers of everything so if it has the answer of everything are you interested in birth are you interested in death you are not even interested in knowing anything because the knowledge is there with you got it think about it there is a full book i give you which is your life story it's your full book of your life story you know tomorrow you are going to meet your girlfriend day after tomorrow she is going to fight with you after that there is going to happen like this then the next day you are going to go to work and after that your boss is going to give you a big firing and the next day after that you may resign and the next day after that you will get a job and the next day after that you will grow in your career if you have the full book of knowledge with you you tell me is it of any interest to you are you going to talk about it are you going to say anything about it are you going to be bothered about it like you know when you are going to meet your girlfriend today you know for sure ab ye jhagda karegi malum hai it is so simple everybody is falling like nine pins tak 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 very i think only three people or four people are supposed to listen to it okay <laughs> so that is called the book of knowledge and the book of knowledge is so powerful it is so powerful that when krishna comes this knowledge is transmitted to everybody everybody understands and if you know 
then it really does not matter whether you are alive or whether you are dead, whether you are eating or whether you are drinking, whether you are sleeping or whether you are growing. It doesn't make a difference because you know for sure the beginning and the end. And the end is you want to get buried in all these problems or you want moksha. Or you want to be with Krishna. You want to be with the super boss who knows everything. Naturally, you know, I give you a choice. Now I have got sky lake and moon, this thing, moon island and this and that. Which one you want, I'll ask. You know what? I have given you the chance. You will say, oh, the latest one with that, you know, super fast speed and all. You can give me that. Free, free, free. Everybody <laughs> like that. So the first, the one thing which they come with, Krishna comes with, is this knowledge. Knowledge is the most important thing. It is called consciousness, awareness, knowledge, all these things. That is why Krishna is called as Supreme Divine Consciousness. So you have got consciousness, you have got the knowledge, you have got the understanding, you have got everything, acceptance also. Why is the acceptance there? I told you, today your girlfriend is going to fight with you. Are you not accepting it? You better accept it. It's no, you have no choice, boss. She's going to fight with you. So, so you better accept it. And, you know, just dread. You know, what you going to say? What you going to kill? What you going to I mean, that's the only thing that, <laughs> that you're worried about. But the next day, you know very well what you have to go and do. Well, boss will be angry. Why does a person get disturbed if, you, if they know all these things? Do you know what is the most important part in uh, this, this kind of a knowledge? The important part is, suppose you know something, you become silent. Absolutely silent because you are not even interested in knowing anything. You know and the knower of truth is always silent. And every human or every person on planet earth has a nature. Understand this. Every person, every living creature has its nature. What is the nature of this living creature? The living creature's nature is exactly what the Lord has proclaimed it to be. So if if the nature of a crow is to caw, if he starts barking, you have a problem. Correct? So if you think that there is a person who is constantly fighting or constantly an irritating person can you expect something different from that person no why are you expecting anything different from that person that person is always going to be fighting always going to be irritable it's a part and parcel of life understand this there is some person who is always silent so even if you talk to that person the person will only look at you not even say so you expect that person to go and give a speech? That is mistaken. Don't even do that. Don't even think about it. So every human being, every animal, every creature, every living entity has its own nature. If you know the nature, why are you disturbed? You understand this? If you understand the nature of that entity, why are you disturbed? So if there is a barking dog, are you going to make him silent? You know that bark, the dog just keeps on bow, 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 bow. So you will just skirt him and go away from there, isn't it? You are not even bothered in telling him to keep quiet. 
this is how it is and this is the most important part of human life when krishna comes he brings this knowledge the knowledge is everything works in the way it is supposed to work don't try to change it you are going to you are going to you know bang your head against a wall what is the point in trying to change something or somebody if it is in their inherent nature that is inherent it's already inside the blood don't even bother about it okay so this is the most important thing so krishna comes in the form of a guru that is why it is mentioned yadacharya guru krupa krishna krupa okay in this verse there is a mention why because he comes in the form of a guru who explains to you everything your knowledge becomes complete and then you become silent then you know the only thing that you have in your world is when can i get out of this system and go to him because he is full of knowledge what else you want from that beyond that you want nothing isn't it and that is how it works so no one in this material world has become free from the four principles of birth death old age and disease even by the fleeting of various planets by now you have appeared my lord death is fleeing in fear of you and the living entities having obtained shelter in your lotus feet by your mercy are sleeping in full mental sleep my lord because you dispel the fear of your devotees i request you to save us and give us protection from the terrible fear of kamsa your form of vishnu as a supreme personality of god it is appreciated by yogis in meditation please take this form invisible to those who see with material eyes so what is the person requesting see when you come on this planet earth you dispel fears you know dispel fears you know if you are a gang gang, gang member of a bhai you know bhai apna sab dekh lega you see that you know <laughs> so the the super boss is there why should i bother about it he is anyway going to take care of everything so when if krishna is around you know very well he is going to take care of everything so why bother so much about it is a big boss you know aisa karega to sab ho jayega magic this is one thing which we need to understand so this kind of confidence is needed very much needed in human beings and the confidence is that when the lord is there with you why fear even sai baba's words you know why fear when i am here isn't that in his temples it is written over there this is exactly like him why are you afraid so the first thing which krishna removes from your world is called fear you become fearless you are not afraid and the closer you are to krishna you are least afraid of anything you understand you remember the case of draupadi uh, sorry uh, rukmini rukmini wrote to krishna and said you know krishna please come and take me away from here after that she left everything in krishna's hands she knew that krishna is anyway going to take her away and both you know both the friends shishupal and her brother rukma they were trying to fight him and krishna doesn't fight krishna tells his brother 
यू गो एंड फाइट मतलब भाई को आगे किया उसने कृष्णा ऑलवेज वर्क इन प्रॉक्सी रिमेंबर दिस ही डजेंट वर्क डायरेक्टली इन हिज वर्ल्ड ही ऑलवेज यूज इज हीज एलिमेंट्स टू डू हिज वर्क मतलब इमेजिन भाई लोग खुद अपना हाथ खराब नहीं करता है उनका टट्टू लग रहता है ना उसको बोलते है तू जाके उसको मार के लेके आना क्या <laughs> भाई का ऑर्डर फॉलो करना पड़ता है राज इज नॉट स्माइलिंग शी इज नॉट लाइकिंग द जोक इट्स अ जोक सो यू आर सपोज टू स्माइल सो कृष्णा भाई के आदमी लोग हैं सब सो ही टेल्स हिज ब्रदर यू नो वॉट यू फाइट विथ रुकमा या या यू फाइट विथ Rukma and Nishwala. She should tell. I am not interested. I am running away with me. I got my girl, so I am running away with her. <laughs> so that is how he works. So even in the other cases, it's the same story. Okay. In most of the cases, he doesn't fight. He will say, "My universe will take care of it." This is one knowledge you should have, <coughs> and this knowledge is the most important. When you pray to Krishna. understand his universe works with you understand don't be under the impression that krishna karega aisa jadoo karega wing karke wo kuch nahi karta hai uska sab assistant log hai wo sab kaam karte hain wala aisa karke hai na so it's like that his universe works the magic that is the reason why it is very very important to be devoted to krishna because his entire coterie works around him and this fear goes away from you you don't have to be fearful about anything you know people are fearful about many things in their life they are fearful about money loss of money they are fearful about their jobs they are fearful about their children their families their life they are fearful about places they are fearful about everything <coughs> whether it is an opportunity or whether it is uh, any other thing you know people are fearful of everything and this is one thing which you need to understand where krishna is concerned don't be afraid krishna is there in your world you need not be afraid of anything so oh madhusudana because of your appearance i am becoming more and more anxious in fear of kamsa therefore please arrange for that sinful kamsa to be unable to understand that you have taken birth from my womb oh my lord you are all pervading supreme personality of godhead and your transcendental four arms form holding constant disc club and lotus is unnatural for this world please withdraw this form and become like a natural human child so that i may try to hide you somewhere even the mother and the father are saying the same thing you know please can you just hide all your special form and become as simple as possible because the whole world is not interested in it you know think about it if there is a if there is a politician coming near your village what is the first thing that you are bothered about you are not bothered about his signature You are bothered about your problems. He is going to solve. So you will go with your list of problems to him. You know, sir, sir, please, can you help me, sir? Isn't that what you do? So this is what it is. At the time of devastation, the entire cosmos, containing all all created moving and non-moving entities, enters your transcendental body and is held there without difficulty. But now this transcendental form has taken birth from my womb. <coughs> People will not be able to believe this, and I shall become an object of ridicule. so everybody thinks like this only even in the other book think about it 
Mother Mary did the same thing. She was wondering how she is going to face the world. A child is born. How is she going to face the world? She is a virgin mother. How is she going to face it? If you are going to have give birth to the God Himself, isn't it something very strange? Think about it. You know, go and tell some of your friends. You know, my friend is a God. They'll first go to Nimans and take a form from there for you, <laughs> because nobody will believe. So that is the reason why the mother also says, "Is you please, please hide your form. Otherwise, you know, people will think I am mad or something wrong. Something is wrong with me." The supreme personality of God had replied, "My dear mother, best of the chest, in your previous birth in Swayambhu Millennium, you are known as Prishni, and Vasudev, who was the most pious Prajapati, was named Sutupa. When both of you were ordered." By Lord Brahma to create progeny, you first underwent severe austerities by controlling your senses. My dear mother and father, you endured rain, wind, strong sun, scorching heat, and severe cold, suffering all sorts of inconvenience according to different seasons. By practicing pranayam to control the air within your body through yoga and by eating only air and dry leaves fallen from the trees, you cleansed me from your mind all dirty things. In this way, desiring a benediction from me, you worship me with peaceful mind. What is all this mentioned in this line? It is mentioned what is called as how we can reach the state of purity of the mind. You see, if you have, uh, uh, I am talking to you. If you have chicken biryani on your mind, then you can't work. <laughs> then you have to eat your chicken biryani. Then only you can work. Isn't it? Yesterday when we started doing that project over there in office, it was not even coming on. So what did I tell him? I said, you know, all of you go and have chicken biryani first. And when we came back from chicken biryani feast, everything was working perfectly fine. So if you have something in your mind, it is going to taint you till the end. So always remember this. You know, we say in Marathi, Adi Potobama Vitoba. Means first you take care of your personal problems, then you think about God. So the, the Lord is very clear about it. Ensure that nothing is disturbing your mind and so that your mind doesn't get disturbed. These are practices which are very, very important. Cleansing your mind. Your mind has to be become pure. If you have any thought, even a little bit of a thought of anything in this world, it's going to destroy your peace. Understand? So think about it. Imagine it's your birthday tomorrow and you receive a very big present. Big one. And you are so excited that there is a present for you. And you go home and you cut the ribbon and you open it. And you see that there is another box inside there. And imagine that you keep on receiving at least 10 boxes like that. You know by the time you come to the 10th box you have become so irritated that you cannot tear the last one at once only. Now this is exactly what everybody goes through. You know what? In our life there are many a times where we wonder why can I not get to the 10th box first? You know that? You are going through interviews and interviews and interviews and you wonder can I not get that interview where I will get the job immediately? Sir, it doesn't work like that. You have to open the first box, then the second box, then the third box. 
It's the same way. Life is always going to be like this. You open all the boxes one by one, then only you can reach the last one. And this is the fun part of life. Life is never going to give you everything on a platter like that. It's always going to take you step one, step two, step three, step four, like that. What it? So if you think that your this girlfriend is the best one you want to get married, sir, if you are going to get married 10 years from now, to the hundredth girl in your life, please wait for the hundred. So you have to go from one, two, three, four, five. I'm telling Chitti, okay? <laughs> so he has to now start counting from one to hundred. A tick mark karnega. One, two, three, four. Aisa. So think, that is how the Lord is. The Lord has created this world not in one go. He has created it so that everything follows a system and everything. So now, coming back to this particular sentence. Mind clearing. Mind clearing doesn't happen because even little thought, you know, is like this. It's going to take you from here to there to there to there to there. So, can you just remove all the thoughts from your mind? How do you remove the thoughts from your mind? You know how you to remove? First, understand you cannot remove. First, understand you cannot remove. Okay. Now, let me give you an example. Now let us say there is a tin. You know a tin? Now in the tin, if there is one coin and you shake it, how much noise it is going to make? Lot of noise. Like that. Okay? You put two, three coins. More noise. So how do you have no noise? One is remove all the coins. Two is fill the whole dabba with coins up to the brim. No noise. So first one is little bit difficult. To empty the mind it is very very difficult, isn't it? So the best thing to do? Your mind is always full of thoughts. One thought, another thought, third thought, fourth thought, fifth thought. Why do you have the thoughts? And every thought is creating a loop in your system. It is making that noise like that, you know, tin. Like that. So what do you do? You fill it up only with the thought of one. That is the Lord. Fill it up from the top to the bottom. And then there will be no noise. This is the simplest way. And the one who fills the thought, fills the mind with the thought of the Lord is called the devotee. Okay? And the one who tries to remove all the thoughts from the system is called a yogi. And the yoga, the part of yoga is the most difficult one. You know that? You see, those who learn yoga, hatha yoga, they say, oh, I learned hatha yoga, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Tell the person, do this every day from 0 to 100 years. From the day you are born till you die. I'm sorry, he's going to get, tell you, tomorrow is Sunday, I have to go out, day after tomorrow is Monday, I have to go to work, after that I have got this thing happening and they will come up with reasons and by the way, nobody fulfills that needs. The discipline that is required to become the highest yogi is impossible. Nobody has that discipline. So the Lord has designed a methodology by means of filling the whole dabba with all the coins. 
and all coins are known by the name Krishna. So fill your mind only with the love of Krishna and then you will have no noise. Or in case of Christ, fill your entire being with Christ and there will be no noise. Then your mind becomes pure because he purifies it. So understand this. So, he says, give me a peaceful mind. So the same thing was there. So in ancient times there were yogis who could fill the mind like that. In today's day we don't have yogis, we are all our bogies, we are interested in eating. Biryani, just now I said. So, you, thus you spend 12,000 celestial years performing difficult activities of tapasya in consciousness of me, that is Krishna consciousness. O sinless Mother Deviki, after the expiration of 12,000 celestial years in which you constantly contemplated me with the core of your heart with great faith, devotion and austerity. I was very much, just now only we mentioned this, na, faith, devotion and austerity. Single pointed devotion, nobody else in that dabba except Krishna, Krishna, Krishna only. All coins are Krishna coins. Hmm. Somebody who collects coins understands. Krishna coins. <laughs> Since I am the best of all the bestowers of benediction, I appear in the same form as Krishna to ask you to take me the benediction you desired. You then expressed your desire to have a son exactly like me. Being husband and wife but always sonless, you were attracted by sexual desires and by the influence of Devamaya, transcendental love, you wanted to have me as your son. Therefore, you never desire to be liberated from this material world. Those who are constantly attracted towards lust and greed, they are constantly in circle. They come born again, they are born again, they are born again, like that. So, after you received the benediction and I disappeared, you engaged yourself in sex to have a son like me and I fulfilled your desire. So, the child was born out of the sexual union. Understand, it's a, it's, we started with this whole thing in the form of the seed and the egg, you know. That's all that you can provide. Who can provide the life? The life can be provided only by the Lord. Since I found no one else as highly elevated as you in simplicity and other qualities of good character, I appeared in this world as Prashnagarbha or one who celebrated at having taken birth from Prishni. In the next millennium, I will again appear from the two of you who appeared as my mother, Aditi and my father Kashyapa, I was known as Upendra and because of being a dwarf, I was also known as Vamana. O supremely chaste mother, I the same personality have now appeared to you, both as your son from the third time, take my words as the truth. I have shown you this form of Vishnu just to remind you of my previous birth. Otherwise, if I appear like an ordinary human child, you will not believe me that the supreme personality of God and Vishnu has indeed appeared. So, because he has to give them that kind of a proof, so he has appeared like that. Both of you, husband and wife, constantly think of me as your son, but always know that I am the supreme personality of Godhead. And by thus thinking of me constantly with love and affection, you will achieve the highest perfection, returning home back to Godhead. So, we will stop over here and we shall take up the verse 46 onwards tomorrow. Alright? And if there are any questions, I'll take it tomorrow. Okay. So take care. You have a very good day today. You can stop.